welcome to Shake It Not Noob, the podcast which wakes you up before we go-go. I am your jitterbug Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is a man who put the boom boom into my heart. It's Mr. Doody Dutrum. How are we, sir? I put the boom boom into my heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sunshine, I'm in the Nevin Stars. Jitterbug into my brain. Yeah, yeah. It's nine in the morning and I'm really tired. <laughs> you sound excellent, which is great. I am. I am. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll turn my webcam on for your viewing purposes only. Oh yes, thank you. We should find a way to um, put this on Twitch so then we can record and people can can get a in preview access of this or something. I absolutely. I I do also have to do something about my background. Um, I noticed the other day when I was talking to somebody at work using the same webcam uh, that I'm I'm recording in my son's room. We share some space, and he has a coat rack behind me which he hangs his towel on. And I realised when that blurs out in the background, I normally blur out the images. It just looked like a giant penis. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> I um, I need to do something about that because this giant pink towel he has doesn't look appropriate in a blurred webcam. Um, but there you go. I mean, that's fine. I was watching some dude on YouTube. He's got a couple million subscribers and he's got a fucking, you know, his backdrop is his nerd room, but like it's a big nerd room and he just had a couch mm. full of laundry in the background. I'm like, <laughs> dude, fucking clean your backdrop before you start recording shit, right? At least do something. At least take some yeah. of it. So, yes, that's that's what I need to do. Spend a minimal amount of effort to remove the giant inflatable dick in the background. Well, at least that's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are here to talk about pop culture and video games and all the rest of it. Uh, and we'll get into it straight away with uh, some of our news. Uh, first cab off the rank is the Elden Ring gameplay preview, which happened overnight. Um, I sent that through to you recently. Did you have a chance to look at any of that? I did. It looks like uh, fucking Dark Souls. So I immediately just went, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. see, I was looking at it and I was going, it's like Dark Souls meets The Witcher. And, and, and like the open world nature of the game, which is kind of cool. So there's all these like little things that you can go on and side quests and all sorts of things. So it's it's very much an open world that you can explore and rather than sort of the linear nature of the earlier Dark Souls games, which were very much, you know, staggered missions. Um, this is very much go and explore wherever you would like, which I kind of think is pretty amazing. Yeah, it... it, it for for some reason, when I saw Elden Ring, I thought of um, that fucking game that the um, Outer Worlds guys are doing. Okay, um, yeah, that their version of Morrowind. So when I saw Elden Ring, I'm like, oh, is that it? But no, it's it's another Dark Souls esque game by Bandai Namco, which fine, no problem with that. But yeah, I get completely yes. ringed when it comes to those. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, it is, it, you know, obviously they're famously difficult. Uh, this one, if you don't know anything about it, has um, has been created by or the characters in the world has been created by george rr R. martin yeah. um, so it's not yes. a finished game <laughs> <laughs> no well the good news is like the the very distinctive difference between him finishing it and you know all the rest of his shit that he hasn't finished is that he only created i suppose the lore and the mythology of this universe and all of the story elements and things like that and the individual story within the game itself has been finished by somebody else so he created the structure and others have come in to finish it off so i think that's pretty cool and look it looks pretty spectacular like there are beautiful visuals it's amazing like it's it looks 
huge and epic. So I'm very much excited to play this game. It kind of feels like a next generation sort of Elder Scrolls Skyrim type game meets you know Dark Souls and all the rest of it. So I like that those elements have been added into it, and it just looks fun. It just it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it um, it looks like uh, sort of a I got a bit of like a Warhammer fantasy vibe from it, like that grittiness yeah. to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, and there's some really interesting elements too. Like at one stage, like you just, it's really interesting to see this person, like it's just sort of preview footage of all the different things that you could do. Mm. This person's riding around on their horse, which looks like some sort of, it's got weird horns on it. I don't know, some weird fucked up horse. Yeah, something like that. And it's just basically, you can skip past sections. There's lots of movement within the universe, so you can skip past encounters. There's one bit where there's these two massive trolls pulling a a wagon behind them. Uh, Oh, yeah. They've got, like, these giant picks or stakes through their hearts, and it just looks amazing. There's some interesting visuals in here. Yeah, graphically it looks it, it looks gritty, but not gritty for the sake of being gritty and edgy. No. It's like, isn't this game cool? It's like, well, no, making a game gritty and edgy doesn't make it cool, but this looks like it has at least a yeah. purpose. Yeah, and then like stuff like there was, a I think, early on a dragon fight as well. Yeah. Where you get to take down, which, I mean, if you remember any of like, the stuff like fighting dragons in Skyrim was pretty amazing, this looks like that next generation version of that, so... Yeah, very excited for that. Um, I, I can't even remember. I think it's due out next year. Um, and, yeah, it just... Yeah, 25th of February next year. So Ooh, it, it just looks... Yeah, it's not far away. So, I mean, that's that was this morning. It's coming out across um, all platforms, uh, Windows, uh, next gen, as well as current gen. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that'll be coming out 25th of Feb at this time. Ooh, I believe. I assume you'll be rushing to cover it, so that's all you'll Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, this is... I'm all over this shit. It's going to be... I'm going to lose days into this one. Mm. Uh, speaking of things I'm not going to lose days to uh, early on, it's uh, going to be Marvel's Midnight Suns, um, a game that we got a little bit excited for when uh, we saw that initially. Um, that was... Um, that's been delayed until the end of 2022. They haven't given a specific date, um, but, yeah, they're saying that it's going to be pushed back a little bit further uh, than they had anticipated. Yeah, uh, so, they just said Q2, no, Q2, or the, the second half? Uh, second half of 2022, yeah. so, yeah. Which is interesting, seeing as um, it was supposed to come out, what, February? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's... Um, that yeah, it's it's a bit disappointing that that's happened, but I mean, it's these are the things that happen with games sometimes. So I mean, I was mildly excited about it just because of I suppose the content and the characters. Um, you know, being turn based, it you know shits me a little bit. But turn based and card based as well, I think. Yeah, so it did look like it could be a little bit of fun. Um, yeah, so that's been pushed back uh, till the end of twenty twenty two. At this point, no uh, firm date for that one. Um, speaking of something that hasn't been pushed back, Total War Warhammer 3. Now, you'll know that I'm a massive Warhammer nut. No, you're um, a Total War nut. Uh, you're not a Warhammer nut, you're a Total War nut. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jesus. Uh, this is what I get for recording in the morning. <laughs> um, so, if you're excited about Total War Warhammer 3... Um, You'll be very pleased to know that if you have Game Pass for PC, it is going to be coming out 
day one. Oh, awesome. Uh, February 17th uh, on uh, Games Pass. So that is amazing. That's I'm, huge. Yeah, that's huge news. So very exciting. I was going to purchase this game anyway, uh, but the fact that it's it's there is amazing. It will give so much more exposure to a game that deserves to have a lot of exposure. This is going to be the you know culmination of you know the past two games that they've developed within the Warhammer universe. They've learned so much for, and uh, it's just going to be exciting. I mean, I'm very excited to see what happens. You know, fucking giant snow bears from Kislev, um, Grand Cathay with their fucking blimps and all sorts of shit. It's just, it, it looks completely bonkers. Yeah, it's interesting so that Games Workshop, because, you know, they'd have to get the license through Games Workshop that they're not having the, um, the fucking the new version of Warhammer with the um, the Stormcasters and stuff as a faction and, and, and fucking off like the Tomb Kings because the Tomb Kings no longer exist and the Vampire Counts are now called something else and all that sort of stuff, so... Yeah, so I mean, Vampire Counts and um, and Tomb Kings were definitely a big part of Warhammer 2. Yeah. Um, so they, they, were, they were a massive part of um, that particular game. I think they... Yeah, they released as... Uh, separate DLCs. Yeah. So, oh yeah, no, Vampire Counts was part of the original, I think, and then Tomb Kings. Oh, okay. DLC. Tomb Kings yeah. was it? Yeah, DLC. Yeah. So very interesting. Um, yeah, there's some interesting stuff that's coming to this one as well. We're also getting um, a new uh, Ogre Kingdoms faction, um, which is coming as part of a, um, a, a pre-order DLC that you can get. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to purchase it at a later stage, but that looks pretty cool. Um, I, I like playing as the ogre factions, and the, they're, they're, they're pretty fun. Um, but uh, yeah, there's lots of lots of exciting things to come with uh, Total War Warhammer Three. And as I said, if you've got the um, uh, Games Pass, it's going to come there on day one, February seventeenth, um, as uh, as a free title through there. Gotta love good old Games Pass. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, as soon as I saw that, I was like, yes, that's amazing. Um, I mean, it, re- it launches, it's usually like full price, but I guarantee you, if you've played any of their last games and you've loved them, if you have a mild passing interest in Warhammer games um, or even the Total War franchise, this will be the game to get. Mm. Um, speaking of games not to get, um, <laughs> Square Enix has uh, claimed that Crystal Dynamics was a bad fit for Marvel's Avengers. I did um, see this. Giving the lack of experience with games as a service model. So, games as a service is, is the new, uh, I suppose, catchphrase that they, that, you know, that everyone's getting into. Uh, yeah. Um, working in IT, you hear about things like software as a service or um, yeah, platform as a service. It's ba- the idea is that you you pay for a one thing, but it, they continue to add to it, and you can you know, buy DLC and get into it. And the idea is they just want people to spend money. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, EA or you know, Ubisoft or Destiny all the or whatever, that, yeah. Yeah, War, you know, the Warhammer guys from you know, Blizzard and they, yeah, the, all of those companies... Yep. Um, sorry, you're right. Um, the, all of those guys have worked out the game as a service model. They didn't really work it out for Avengers in the way that they probably needed to. Um, yeah, obviously they've DLC missions and you know skins and chew five gum. Um, a duty. <laughs> I did. I did buy a couple packs of five gum. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, yeah, so they, they basically said they were the wrong fit um, and that it was a disappointing uh, experience for themselves and for the players. So I think they've realised that they probably needed to do better, but also that they could have made a lot more fucking money doing it. But that's also the thing, like, with these things as games as a service, especially when it comes to, say, World of Warcraft and Destiny and all that sort of stuff, is you are paying for the DLC. And the DLC is quite substantial. It's not playing for three hours and then you finished it. Where with Avengers, all you're paying for is skins after you've bought the game. Um, yeah. And then it was... And that's the, I think that's where they're missing the point, right? It's yeah. just, you, know, you could have spent a lot more money buying experiences or, you know, hey, you can get into these specific raids or, you know, yeah. all sorts of different things that you could do. They just missed the boat on it. We are getting our, uh, the first raid they're releasing in the game, which is for Ulysses Claw for some Black Panther DLC. Um, they're doing some reworks and some remaps, but the big also controversy that came out of them was a couple of months ago they announced that they were having uh, that they were creating in the store um, experience boosters, so you can uh, purchase with in-game earnable currency. I believe you could purchase experience boosters, and they would not be purchase- purchasable with premium currency. About three weeks later, they went on sale for premium currency only, um, and everyone uproared being like, well, you told us you weren't going to do that, now you've done that, and now they've just completely removed that option from the marketplace completely. So I don't know how much longer Avengers is going to survive because apparently they were looking at just dropping the game and turning the servers offline after uh, the Hawkeye DLC, which was shit, but apparently Black Panther saved them, so they really need to pull their finger out. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I I feel for them. (laughs) It feels... It feels like one of these ones that's not quite an anthem, but you know, not, not quite not a far, lot better not, than yeah, that. not far away from it. Not not completely unlike yeah. it. Yeah, this like anthem was just broken to its core, but within that was a really interesting experience and all the rest of it. So if they had anywhere near like the the, the experience of playing or running around in that, I I, I think they could have had a good game, but they just. It should have been an open-world Manhattan sort of thing rather than different biomes and shit like that because it's like, I don't want to run around in the sand in a sandbox the, t- the size of those like little shell sand pits that you get from Bunnings and fill up with sand. Like That's not a sandbox. That is an mm. open level where I can freely explore around. If you said it's the island of Manhattan and you're playing as the Avengers, fine. I'd have no problem with that. But yeah, that's the whole thing with Spider-Man. You go back to Spider-Man because you just got to swing through the city and just fucking burn time. Where yeah. I don't openly go back to Avengers just to roam around the fucking small ass sandboxes. It's it's crap. No, no. Yeah, that's it. So I think um yeah, definitely some lessons to learn there. Hopefully we'll get to see them come back and make some more games in the future, maybe with a different uh, developer for it, but yeah, who knows. So mm. yes, um not going so well. Uh <laughs> I'm sure we'll see the end of it very soon. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Um, but that's it for news this week Uh, duty we are brought to the people by culture shock collectibles the number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs i'm very excited i saw some very cool things in here uh the other day they had the um gargoyles toys um if anyone watched the uh the animated cartoon gargoyles which it's just fucking epic uh, for starters, uh, but they have um, new models coming through, and I'm I'm very excited for that. They had the ultimate Goliath figure, who just looks cool. Yeah, and surprisingly, he's not too expensive for the for what he is. He's seventy five bucks. 
uh, which isn't too bad for oh, what wow. he is. Um, and I think he's got some swap out heads and stuff like that as well. Um, yeah. I never really got onto Gargoyles. I think it's on Disney Plus there, but I never really got around it. It, it is, yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's one of those ones that's like, hey, we only had one season, and then you go to look at it, and it's like, they had 65 episodes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Fuck our duck. So they never broke it up as like, you know, it's like one season when you display on Disney Plus, but yeah, all 65 episodes. They, it was amazing. They had really big... Um, it was the first cartoon that I, re- I got into that had massive story arcs like they would uh, travel they were traveling through time at one point and they would go through like you know a dozen episodes where it was all on that arc where they were going through everything which was pretty cool um, they had a really cool bad guy um, who uh, was uh, Riker from Star Trek the next generation um, he was Xanatos the bad guy so he was voiced by him it was just like they had some really good voices. They had some like amazing imagery. It was just a lot of fun having these um, these particular cartoon characters. So yes, that uh, statuette uh, little toy thing is uh, available through Culture Shock Collectibles. Um, they had a whole bunch of Ninja Turtle stuff as well. Yeah, and the, some old school Ninja Turtle toys. The uh, now I don't remember. Did they actually have the Turtle Blimp on the show, or was that just something I, they made I, as a toy? I would probably say not. Um, but I believe that toy's like an actual sort of like inflatable, like a like a yeah. like a kid's inflatable. Um, and I think that's pretty fucking cool. If you've probably filled it with helium, it might float. Yeah, I can imagine so many disappointed kids like trying to blow it up. Why isn't it floating, though? It's like, well, you got it's it. not floating. How about if we just? What if we just got a string and wrapped a string around it and hung up from the roof? That would work. No. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they've got uh, some cool things in there. Anything that you spotted that was uh, particularly awesome? Um, I looked at some of the new Spawn toys because there is a new Spawn Gunslinger uh, comic series that's out at the moment. But yeah, uh, going back to an earlier remark of edgy for edgy's sake, that is Todd McFarlane's whole shtick. So I went, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fair enough. Yes. Uh, but yes. You can check that all out at cultureshockcollectibles.com, the number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Duty, we've got a big one to talk about this week. We do. Indeed, we we do. do indeed. Uh, it is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so this was one we uh, were lucky enough to play within the last uh, last couple of weeks. This is a Square Enix game. So, um, and IDOS, they... uh, IDOS Interactive, the guys who did uh, Tomb Raider. Yep. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, from the Montreal studios. Yes. Um, so they um, they have produced this game, and look, it is. Look, do you explain to the people what it is? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm having a hard time, like, really breaking this one down. Fair enough. Uh, it is Mass Effect meets Tomb Raider Uncharted meets a yeah. little bit of the Telltale games in regards to conversation, dialogue trees, and people remembering what you've done. Um, and it's just a, <clears throat> it's 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 a Mass Effect light with uh with the sort of level line- linearity of its levels in regards to Uncharted Tomb Raider with oh, a yeah. bit of that tomb exploration, um and some some puzzles and stuff. Um, it's the best way to to explain it. It's not a heavy impactful, not heavy impactful, but it's not an in depth RPG. Um, but it's got no. a lot of RPG elements to it. Um, this is a game where they you know they reveal that they're doing a Guardians game. What? six months ago-ish, and I went, yep. okay, the company's revealed they're doing Guardians. We've heard nothing about it prior to that. The last game we got like this was Avengers, and we all know how that went. 
Yeah, I was expecting more Avengers than uh, than what we got, which was I was pleasantly surprised. By. Yep. <laughs> uh, and this game is exactly like the Guardians movie. It is entertaining. It is funny. It is. Uh, it's got a lot of uh, some really fucking great character development in the story here, and mm, it is better mm. than the Avengers. Yes, that is the important part. It is definitely better than the Avengers. Um, yeah, these guys that, that did uh, that did develop this game, they did uh, Deus Ex. Um, so they did uh, uh, Human Revolution, Mankind Divided. Um, they did Shadow of the Tomb Raider was the other one. So, mm. um, yeah, so they've had a lot of experience making some fairly good involved stories and gameplay. Um, and I, I, I definitely think they've captured a lot of that here. I mean, you've talked a little bit about, you know, how this was... Yeah, you know, like the like the movies. I think this is one of the best elements they did with this was they didn't make it entirely like the movies. So they've used the movies as this template for what they're going to do, mm. and it's very much within this. You know, now that they've introduced it, we're going to talk about it. The Marvel multiverses. So it's a multiverse of of Marvel. They didn't give a specific number, which oh, I'm sure they will at some point. Some fucking nerds already done that. Um, but everything is a little bit different than you'd expect. So all of the backstories are slightly different. Um, different events happen within, uh, within this, which I kind of don't think I should. We should spoil it all because I think no. they're quite fun to reveal. Um, but there are some really big moments within the game um, that you go, "Oh, holy shit!" Um, you know, this person is you know might be dead, or this person killed this person, or you know. Yeah, these events happened or these events didn't happen and it's all very interesting to see how that's stitched together as a game um, and it makes this the experience much more enjoyable because you're not because it does keep you surprised if that, if that makes sense it does keep you on your toes and guessing about what could be coming around the corner it's, it's also an interesting game because when you first start off playing it and you, you, you sort of I like a lot of games, especially when it comes to, say, like comic book video games, is you're sitting there going, okay, well, the story's going to lead down this direction, especially when it came to, say, Spider-Man, where it's like, all right, well, you've introduced me to, to Kingpin, and then there's Dr. Octopus. All right, we're following Dr. Octopus, basically, as a subplot to the point where he becomes, you know, Dr. Octopus. And I'm sitting there going, all yeah. right, I can see where the game's going, where this game doesn't fucking do that. This game yeah. leads you down one direction and then throws you down an extra 20 different ones where there's just fucking really hard-hitting character development especially for characters in the movies where they've just been sort of yep that's his backstory and moving on to what's happening with peter quill um oh yeah like this this game very much um i, I remember i was watching a review of death stranding uh, the other day like a, a updated review is death stranding still good in the the next gen version mm. and they were talking about hideo kajima who basically you know he doesn't just tell you an event happens he's like okay let's explain the backstory of this event who's involved you know why they feel the way that they do why they've made this decision what are the fucking diagrams that you know are involved in making this beautiful big machine all the like they they go he goes into this excruciatingly detailed information yeah and this game revels in that as well it very much goes into the the detail of mostly character motivations but reasons for things happening and uh, it's really interesting uh, to an extent i think at some at some points it's like oh for fuck's sake just let me get back to the <laughs> the action yeah like they just they they kind of overdid it in some points and kind of didn't 
Um, and I, I think there was just that... I think it's probably my one biggest um, peeve about this game overall was that they, there was a lot of pacing issues. So there were times where you're essentially just watching a movie. Um, there is there is the one only- act where you don't even really get out of your ship. It's just a... It's a yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't even necessarily say that was a negative, but there are moments of the game where I'm sitting there going like, okay, what's going to happen here? And then it just like the whole level's a dogfight level and you're it's basically a, a light version of, of, you know, a bit of a Star Wars Squadron's Battlefront sort of style of, of game yeah. where you're flying the Milano and you're avoiding, you know, attacks and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, this is cool. And then, you know, we're on to the next act. And I'm like, wait, what? That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I think it's... Um, yeah, they, they sometimes they, they really love to just hear the sound of their own you know, dialogue coming out. <laughs> and, um, I think um, a couple of those scenes really, like they were trying to, uh, there's a lot of gravity to the, the discussions that are going on, especially when they're, you know, they're talking to one of the main bad guys in the game. And, you know, really just, you're just in the game, okay, come on, get to the point. Okay, you've got to the point and you're explaining why you're still at the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there there are some some conversations here and there like that, but I I found because you know prior to recording we've spoken about it and you you've sent there being like all right come on hurry up well, I'm sitting there going I'm enjoying these little interactions because it's getting really serious in regards to a discussion and then there's you know rockets in the background trying to fucking hack into something and you're trying to distract the guy to make sure no one can see rocket and stuff like that so it's got that it's got that James Guardian esque comedy to comedy to it <clears throat> and it mm. borrows a lot from. Um, the movies, but it also has its own originality with Drax and Gamora being nothing like their characters in the movies. No. And that's, you know, they were pretty good. Did, by the way, did you call him James Guardian? Yeah, I probably did. Probably <laughs> James Guardian to the galaxy. <laughs> and now we're watching Gun of the Galaxy. Um, no, look, I, I agree. Like, some of the characters, yeah, completely different. I had a, a little bit of trouble with Rocket in uh, in this game because... He felt like the guy was trying to do his best Bradley Cooper. And yeah. It was like, it's very much a poor man's Bradley Cooper. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not as bad as um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, because while that game yeah. is great, that game is basically everyone in the entire game, unless they're not in the MCU, do an impression of the character. <clears throat> yeah. And a lot of people forget as well that. Rocket Raccoon has been in cartoons and games and stuff before the uh, the James Gunn films, and he was Cockney. Yeah. And I'm like, it would have been cool if Rocket was Cockney in this. I'm totally, I'm totally fine with them doing a completely different take. Uh, Gamora was good. Um, I mean, Groot, obviously, perfect. Gamora was. Um, <laughs> I actually, I actually kind of preferred Gamora in this than I do in the movies. Same with Drax. Yeah, uh, Gamora and Drax were fine. Um, I, I Star Lord was neither here nor there for me. I think. Um, yeah, he was just generic, like, cookie-cutter kind of thing. I enjoyed some of the side characters that we've seen in the universe briefly before. Yeah. Um, and we got to see again. They were really nice. Again, won't spoil it, because I think there's so much in this that, that I think people, if you've loved, have a passing interest in, in Marvel, uh, in the Marvel Universe, um, have a, an interest in watching Guardians of the Galaxy or experiencing that kind of thing, I think you need to go through and do this for yourself because it is such a rich experience and it will be... It rewards you taking your time to go through it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's pretty amazing. I, uh, uh, I'm i not going to lie. I, I think it might be my game of the year. Like, it is... <laughs> I'm on my second run-through right now 
Um, oh, geez. so I finished okay. it and then I've gone. I'm playing this again and I'm picking. You know, because there's there's certain missions where, especially at the start, are you doing are you doing a new game plus or no? Nah, I've just gone flat new game. I'm like, nah, okay. I just want to go straight into a new game. You know, relearning all my skills and shit again. But um, I've just gone. Well, all right. Well, I picked. You know, for one mission, I picked Rocket. What happens if I pick Groot? And it's a completely different mission. So mm. it, it, it's. So I'm like, all right. Well, it's it's not. It's not as long as Mass Effect, because Mass Effect is 48-something hours. This is like a 16-, 17-hour game. But it's... And it is single-player only. There's no microtransactions. There's no multiplayer. It is flat single-player, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's just... It's simple enough for me to just, you know, chuck my headphones on. It's best played with a controller. Uh, be- uh, thanks to our friends at Bandai Namco. Uh, they provided me a PC key, and I played it on mouse and keyboard for a little bit. It's fine mm. with mouse and keyboard. It's not like playing... Uh, Jedi Fallen Order on mouse and keyboard, but it is much easier on a controller with all the face buttons and stuff. You, it's so easier to command out a guardian with a controller than it is with a mouse and keyboard. Um, yeah, but yeah, it is. It is a load of fun I'm having with this thing. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I mean, I I played through it uh, the once, and I I think I need a bit of time away from it if that makes sense because it is such an involved story that it felt like playing a movie. I think is the best, it is, exper- yeah. best experience relation that I can have with it. Um, it's yeah, a little bit in that yeah, in that same boat as the Tomb Raider games. Like I think there was probably more action within Tomb Raider, if I can recall correctly, but not so much so that um, yeah, there's there's a huge gulf between it. But you need some time away. You need to go right. Well, if I go back and play this again, I'm just going to get the same story. It's you know. There are options to choose, obviously, different dialogue paths mm. to get different results. I think knowing the results of the or the consequences of the decisions I made, I'd probably make the same ones again because it made the game like yeah. I can't imagine how much more difficult it would have been if I'd chosen the wrong the wrong path, uh, as it were. Um, so it's just I, I I need some time away from it. I would like to see. I'd like to go back the universe maybe mm. not specifically that story so if they ever did like a hey here's a, a new mission to go to or or something else that would have been great and i know we talked about it like you know before the game came out and things like you know flying in the milano and the rpg elements there it's very much rpg light um so there are yeah. some things that you can do to upgrade star lord's gear um but that's about it. I, I would have loved to have seen more RPG elements in here. Um, yeah, you're not changing out weapons or changing out clothing. You're basically just, you know, it's, a, it's you know, increased cooldown on your weapons or increased personal body yeah. shield. It's, it's not, yeah, going into into an inventory screen and changing things out. So you, they, they, it didn't ever, like all of those little elements to, to upgrade, mm. like it never really felt like it was doing anything, if that makes sense. Like they felt like, you know, yeah. Oh, it says yeah. Oh, I'm getting twenty percent extra. This didn't really feel the significance of that boost um, in in either your protection or your attack powers or whatever. So it just and by the end of the game, you have essentially developed everything. Which yeah. is once once you once I you mean, reach about seventy percent through the way of the campaign, you've basically got every perk. Um, yeah, but I was. And what's, I mean. It would have been nice to say, like, you know, if, if you know, the, a lot of the things in this game are about decisions. And, like, you have a decision tree. You can either choose, say, a good or a bad option or, you know, a two very middle-of-the-road options but will elicit different responses. It would have been nice to have... And, and they're basically locks or unlocks things for you, 
would have been nice to have that with the gear as well. So, hey, you've got to choose between these two upgrades. One will give you this, one will give you the other thing. And, you know, if you choose that, you can't have the other thing. And that, that would have been really nice to see as well. Some choices that actually felt like you were making you know, other decisions on this game that had lasting impacts. Yeah, and it w- wouldn't surprise me if in a couple of years' time we get, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 done by the same crew. Um, mm. So, I mean, you look at the first Mass Effect game and, you know, while people love it, I wasn't an overly a huge fan of it. And then they sort of actionized it a little bit with Mass Effect 2 where they might do the reverse, where they might go, all right, well, if you want to change, you know, Star-Lord's helmet or Drax's daggers or whatever to change his attack, or his stagger damage or whatever it is, it does so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm absolutely love the soundtrack in this game is fucking fantastic. Or it's flarking fantastic. Um, oh god. <laughs> I was the, the dialogue here and the delivery and the mocap and everything here is fucking awesome. Like within the first yeah. within the first couple of minutes, because I I played it on on Twitch while I was playing it, and I'm sitting there like this kid's sitting in this bedroom and there is Tron posters on the wall. He's got Iron Maiden records. He's got a fucking flying V in the corner. I'm loving this. And the music made for the game by the band Star-Lord is awesome. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then we're introduced to the Guardians. And it's just, it's hilarious. We're not, we're also not retreading, you know, water we've already gone through. We're not going, how did Peter Quill meet the Guardians? You're already Peter Quill. You're already in the, me- you're already leading the Guardians. And like, this is just after, well, Gamora has joined the team. So Drax just flat doesn't trust her. Um, yeah. And just some really cool, like, you know, elements of the story that you just weren't expecting where it's like, and it's not a spoiler for the for the game, but it's just like, Drax the mm. Destroyer, he killed Thanos. And you're sitting there going, wait, what? And you're just like, yep, Drax the Destroyer killed Thanos. I'm like, what the fuck? And it's just like, shit has already happened and you're joining, you're jumping into it. So I really yeah. kind of liked that. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Absolutely, yeah. No, amazing moments within that game that, that you know, opens it up. I mean, I want to take you back to your point about flarking. Um, oh God! Okay, <laughs> I so loved it. They used they used the word flark for of the obvious, you know, real world, our world uh, word of shit. Um, that's the definitely like crossover there. But it, they use it to death. They like especially Rocket. He's flarking, flarking this and flarking, flarking yeah, that. It's awesome. You mother flarker. And I'm just gonna say, like, I get it. I get it. I get that that's a swear word, and I get that you're saying it because it's you know you're trying to be cool and edgy, but they they fucking ran it into the ground. And yeah, it is. It is no. You got to because you you haven't started reading it yet. But when you read Spider Man twenty ninety nine, their swear word is shock, and everything that was shock and amazing. What the shock was that? And I'm like, okay, flocking uh... works because you can immediately go. I know what they're comparing it to. What the fuck is shock? That was shocking, yeah. insane, dude. I'm like, you oh, need like, to be yeah. a bit better than that. Yeah. Dude. And look, I, I will say there were a couple of moments in there where Flarkin was said rather quickly, um, or rather, you know, there was some sort of what? mouth movement <laughs> that was, yeah, it just made you go, hang on a minute. Was <laughs> I just need I to replay that? I didn't, hear, I didn't hear the L. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. It's very interesting. It's, it's an interesting choice for this game because I feel like they've done it so obviously they can add swearing and keep the rating down for the game, which is totally fine yeah um but also at the same time i think this game is almost inaccessible for anyone under the age of 18 because i think it's quite heavy as as a as a story and there's really lots of it so i think it's it's a game that's been made for adult audiences 
but they've rated it for kids so that kids can buy it potentially because of you know the content for it. Yeah. But at the same time, they've made it you know not like yeah. You know, there, there's there's that gap between you know their kids' interest in in the story and what they're actually going to play, and I don't think kids will last long on it. I I, um, I think. I, I think you know. I've watched Little Fuzz have a go at it, yeah. and he's—I think he's been put off a little bit by all the talky talky parts. My- Loves everything else about it, but I think the talky talky stuff loses him. And he's—I'm just going to—he's ten, so you know, potentially a little bit, you know, under what they're, they're probably aiming for the tweens. Thirteen, and fourteen, yeah, maybe. But even still, I think it's a really fucking heavy story, like heavy dialogue heavy yeah. subjects stuff that they probably don't have any understanding of how to connect to at this point i, I just really think it's it's aged out for kids not not like um it's not inappropriate for them at all like they're not talking about subjects that are not for kids it's just that it's it's a lot the, and i think yeah. they might lose a bit in that that translation it, the, the, there will be moments i think where kids will go yeah that was pretty rough and then you know being a 30 year old you know there's a there's a heavy moment with drax and i'm sitting there nearly fucking weeping being like this is fucking rough to watch as 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 a mm. as an old man but as a kid i'd be like i'm bored where it's just like it's 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 similar to that scene for anyone interested to gears of war 2 where dom finds his wife it's similar to that but it's with drax and it goes for like a fucking hour and it's it's rough um yeah but man it's like the uh, I'm, I, I think if you're a massive, you know, if you're a comic dude and you and you love DC and Marvel and all that sort of stuff, I think you'll enjoy this. But yeah, you probably need to be around 14 or so. It is a it's and for I'd a 14 year old, yeah. it's a long slog. Like it's not, you know, it's it's. A I just think it's, it's one of those ones you have to be mentally prepared for. And I just think anyone under that age, like you say, 14, 15 around there, I think anyone under that age is just going to lose interest. More than you know, have content that's inappropriate for them. So I think that's that's the main part we're looking at there. But other than that, I think you know they've done a really epic job. They've you know the the combat was fun. I will say that if some of the dialogue trees like in combat, if you fight for too long within a particular sequence, start to repeat themselves. A little bit, yeah, I've noticed that, yeah. And that was just a little bit, ah, uh, come on, really? Like, surely you could have, like, with all of the dialogue you've got, you have to say that again? Like, the huddle ability is pretty cool when, when basically everyone's down or when, you know, you're going off against a, a, a tough enemy. Using the huddle, as you know, every superhero game has ultimate abilities, and using the huddle mm. to basically either buff everyone or buff yourself is, a, is really cool. So basically you, yeah. you, you summon everyone using your walkie-talkie and they all, like, crowd around you, and you need to pick up on the responses they're saying and pick a dialogue option that suits with what they're saying. And if you get it yeah. right, everyone gets a buff. If you get it wrong, the entire Guardian team just goes, and they fucking groan, and it's like only you get the buff and shit music plays yeah. or, like, you know, quirky music plays instead of, like, an awe-inspiring, like, Kiss or Iron Maiden or Hot Chocolate. It's like Rick Ashley. Um, yeah, that was pretty funny. I, I got that at one point. Um, but, yeah, it was... Those kind of moments really like almost take away from the from the seriousness of it as well. Like it's you know, the, yeah, this quite epic battle at one point where you're you know facing off against one of the main bad guys and it's all oh, and then you huddle up and then all of a sudden it's Judah bug, boom, yeah. Boom, I, I did boom, find boom, that, but it's, it's, like, it's it's just a little bit. 
it was just a bit weird because it didn't suit the scenario because it's very much the scene from the opening scene from Guardians 2 um, where they're doing Mr. Blue Sky fighting that like space monster and stuff like that and totally fine for that that moment but in an epic battle scene against like you know the arch nemesis that you spent 20 hours building up towards I just think you know Wham <laughs> or you know something else you know, Rick Astley doesn't just it doesn't really capture the gravity of what you're doing. And I think take, it takes you out of the game and the immersion of, of the story. Yeah. Uh, I had yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say I had no problem with it, but there was an area of a level where I use it being like, all right, well, <clears throat> I'm going to be surrounded by a heap of enemies. I'll use it here because it's just going to be music playing. And then it was like, okay, you are going to be surrounded by enemies, but you're also going to need a platform and go around it, basically do a bit of a U-turn around some debris and then fight more enemies on the other side. And while I was platforming, the music was still playing, and I'm like, all right, this feels weird. It feels like it should stop mm. when there's no enemies in my immediate area. Um, but, yeah, there's not many there's not many real negatives I, I have with the game. I found some of the small graphical issues where, like, the Guardians would be holding yeah. their weapons on the ship and Drax would have his arms crossed and the daggers would go through his chest. And I'm like, well, that's a bug. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, there was a few bits where, like, you know, because you can choose different skins um, for, for characters and change them out, mm. they defaulted to the original skins during the video cutscenes. So I didn't have that. A couple of, uh, I had a couple of moments like that because I changed them up quite frequently when I found new ones. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're like, well, he's dressed as the guy from the original, you know. It's just, it just a little bit of, like, distraction from those. I also found some of the platforming elements. We haven't really talked about it. Like, so, yeah, very Tomb Raider light with some of the puzzles. Um, like, not too complex using all the elements of the different Guardians. Um, but some of the, like, traversing between areas where you're having to, like, shuffle your way through a tight gap, that got really fucking tiring. <laughs> it's just like, they, they use those just, moments just, as, like, exposition dumps as well, especially if you're walking with, with other Guardians yeah. or whatever. Well, it's an exposition dump, and it's a chance for, you know, oh, we don't have any load screens in the game, but that's the fucking load screen as you shuffling between two areas. It's just... Didn't it, think of that, yeah. I, I get why they do it. It's, you know, it's to make you feel involved while they're gone, but they are fucking boring. I'd it is, it prefer is, a load screen. It is better than Avengers, where they just used elevators. Yeah. And you just sat in an elevator for 40 seconds. I'm like, oh, God. <clears throat> I mean, I get why games do these things. I get the elements, but they could have made it different. They could have made you climb up things or you know, go underneath things or swim through something or do, do anything, but they just seem to do the same trick over and over again. It felt like a very cheap way to get out of the troubles that they were having, to you know, to bypass some of those issues. I just... It was just a little bit... I just think the mechanic got a little bit tired mm-hmm. more than, you know don't have an issue with it in general but just the mechanic of what they were doing got really boring so yes other than that though look let's 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 give it a final review um i'll go first because i know you're gonna chisel all over this one um <laughs> i had a lot of fun with it there were i, I found some uh, like i said talk about the pacing um you know sometimes it was just full-on dialogue trees for you know a good 20 30 minutes and you're just going well what am i doing here i'm just watching something and then they give you like little quick time options or things like that i'd actually prefer if they just let me put the controller down for a little bit and watch totally fine i don't want to be involved if you're gonna do that much dialogue just let me watch and i don't need to choose something about 10 minutes in um so i just think those those moments were 
probably some of the heavier dialogue moments were were badly spaced um and yeah and some of those traversal things just little little minor things that that took away from my overall experience um but otherwise yeah lots of fun action uh, the soundtrack is fucking epic mm. um i spent 20 minutes when i discovered there was a fucking jukebox on the machine running through the playlist oh, and yeah. playing all the songs I'm like holy shit this is it's huge and it's really really good um i i and you know the songs are playing all the time yeah there's moments that are really good and suited like the songs from star lord obviously fantastic as well um yeah i an interesting take on the marvel um guardians of the galaxy i would love to see more stories from them um and i would have again liked to see more rpg elements and a bit more freedom a bit less linearity to the story would have been great but overall very enjoyable experience i'm going to give this one uh four out of five for me yeah that's 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 fair um i I would like to see some more freedom in regards to to the game because between missions when you're roaming around on the milano very it feels like you're running around in the ship from mass effect the the i can't remember the normandy um it feels like you're running around in the normandy because you can chat to crewmates you can you know find and inspect things and all that sort of stuff like that um so yeah, a little bit better than the experience on the Normandy. Like even in like Mass Effect Three, like just it, it, it was tired. Yeah, Mass Effect Three, <laughs> just sitting there like I don't want to talk to people. I just want to do the mission. I just yeah, it got boring. Like this one felt a little more, a little bit more deliberate. Um, yeah, sorry, but, yeah. but yes, I, I I agree. There's a, a good comparison there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I fucking really liked it. I'm I'm already on my second run through. So yep, um, <laughs> five out of five for me. I, I'm absolutely digging this game yeah um, wow. it's it's a game that you know i've recommended to ian because he enjoys the guardians films and it's a single player game it's it's a light rpg like and the cool thing is yeah. with this game you're only playing as star lord and star lord of course has flaws that you know he's not very good in close range combat he can't deal loads of damage but it's like well you just tell gamora to do it you bring up a button you, you bring up a wheel and you tell gamora to do it it's I, look i i found that was a really interesting option like you know I, I would have liked to have had, like, you have some control over what your um, your team does, but I would have liked to have had a little bit more. Like um, being able I to think, control Rock and Groot and stuff? Yeah, like, even just during combat. Like, you are you play as Star-Lord for the main part of it, and then during combat you can go, oh, right, I'm going to play as Groot, or I'm going to fight as Drax, and then at the end of that you go back to Star-Lord as, you know, and do the rest of it. Okay. That would have been interesting. Like, you know, what you do is you, you know, you, you, they, they will automatically fight the bad guys and then you can tell them to do special attacks. It, it just, yeah, and Star-Lord's little gun twirl and putting the guns on the hips when it's finished, boring. I wanted to I see... Know, I thought that was just, cool as fuck because when he's shooting, he's, he's doing like little dance twirls and stuff while he's shooting and he's, you know, taking a knee and stuff. I'm like, that's oh. fucking cool. I forgot to say, I forgot to mention this. This was one of the most fun parts. When there's a part where you you get to go on to nowhere and walk around and check everything out. You don't have your guns on you, um, and but if you pull the trigger, he pulls out finger gun. And starts going. <laughs> did you see it? Did yeah. you get that? I, it was great. I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. And he's just walking around. It's going. Pew, 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 pew. It's, it's fucking cool. <laughs> Fantastic! Like just little elements like that made that game much more humorous than it uh, than it had a right to be. But yes, very very fun. But I again would have liked to have mixed it up a little bit, and that would have 
I think, giving greater depth to the combat um, and the experience itself. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it because, like, within the first couple of missions or the first couple of acts, you're sitting there going, like, sweet, I got this. It makes sense. I know what I'm doing. And then, like, they throw curveballs at you, like, this mission, you don't have Rocket or you don't have Drax. And you sit there going, wait, mm. I need Drax because Drax fucking staggers enemies and that's how I deal a load of damage. I need Rocket because yep. Rocket is crowd control. And it's like, well, you have to manage without them for the remainder of this mission. What are you going to do? There's one point where the game goes, yep, we're going to take uh, Gamora from you. And we just went, Gamora deals all of the damage. What the fuck yeah. am I going to do? And then it's just like, well, you have to learn and adapt with that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy this game. I think um, if it ever hits Game Pass, you absolutely have to check it out. But I also highly recommend purchasing this game. Um, there's not many single-player games, especially if you're a comic book fan, that you can just pick up and play. It is the best comic book game I think we've had since Batman Arkham City. It is better than Spider-Man. It is better than Arkham Knight. Um, I wouldn't disagree. Better yeah. than Avengers. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking awesome game. It's a flarkin' awesome game. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, look, I, I wouldn't disagree. I think this is one of the, the better comic book experiences we've had for a while. Probably one mm. of the best MCU ones we've, we've ever had. So, um, yeah, no, definitely would strong recommend for, like I said, anyone with a passing interest in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy... If you want more MCU content, this is you know this is MCEU. This is a new multiverse that's open to everything. I, I kind of so. like the you know the the the, the outfit design up. I prefer Star Lord's outfit in this than he does in the movies, and you can equip the movie outfit if you want to. I prefer yeah. Drax's at look in this game than what he does in the in the movies because in the movies he's like he's that grey with the red tattoos, and it just gets a bit blurry. Where this is yeah. like it's teal and it's fucking red. You can easily make out the colors. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed like the, some of the characters. I see Rocket is he's in an orange jumpsuit, which is what he's in in the first Guardians film. But like being yeah. able to put him in different outfits, I put on the original like Annihilation outfit for Groot, so he's in the Guardians outfit. Looks fucking cool as shit. <laughs> yeah, no, lots of uh, lots of very cool things here. So um, yeah, definitely worth the experience for for everybody. And, you know, like, if you're anything like Dirty, you'll be playing this game a couple of times. I'll probably play this again maybe in, like, a six months down the track, you know, when I've forgotten some of those story elements. But for now, it's it's it'll sit there, and I'm quite happy for it to be where it is. So, yes, very fun, um, very contained experience within the MCU. So, very cool. Yes. Um, but look, that's it for this week. Um, we've had a lot of fun playing Guardians of the Galaxy. We're going to be back next week to talk about Forza Horizon Vive. Yes. Number <laughs> number five. I'm taking off my uh, Formula One steering wheel and putting back my Sparco wheel this week for, <laughs> for this, for this uh, racing game. Excellent. Well, look, you know, that's come out. So um, if you have it, it's on Game Pass. Um, again, day one. They, they're crushing it with all of these day one releases. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely check that out. Apparently, uh, very fantastic if you um, have the Series X. Um, so, yeah, definitely get a look into that. We'll be talking about it next week um, after we've had a chance to play through it. Yes. And until that time, I've been Fuzzy Dan reminding you to stay and awesome. And this is Duty reminding you that it isn't logical to bend hell. You cannot bend hell. That's a Drax quote for you right there. There you go. <laughs> Drax is great in this game.